What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? It is Friday, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you are at your place for the unfiltered experience where we have unfiltered conversations designed to move your life forward, increase your confidence and your capacity to have courage and go out there and live an awesome life. My name is Christopher Roush, the No Excuses Coach, and I am joined by my awesome friend, Scott Goyette. It's good to see you, Christopher Roush. What's going on, brother? How are you doing this week? Man, it's a beautiful week. I'm still alive. I'm still contributing to society. I'm not in jail. I mean, what what more could you ask for? Right? <laughs> I tell people lately, I said, I'm on this side of the dirt, so I'm doing really good. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? That's a good perspective. There you go. There you go. And after, you know, we've had shows where we talked about what's on the other side of the dirt. Today, we're really going to talk about what's on this side of the dirt. I'm kind of excited about that. How oh, can yeah. you live your best life with what you've got right here in this realm? Can you do with that, Chris? Ooh, I'm excited about this. You know, I love to talk about stuff that what will really lead us forward. And for you guys watching this, whether you're live or on the replay, please take notes. You know, one of the best values that you can get out of this opportunity is just grab a pen and paper and just sit there and take down a couple of notes from things that we say with ourselves and our guests today and go out there and apply those. And if you find that you get value out of this conversation as you're watching this, please consider sharing it. Just share it out on your social media and say, hey, listen, I'm watching these guys and here's what I'm gaining out of this conversation because our whole intention with Scott and I here at the Unfiltered Experience is designed to really just kind of level up the population because there's so many people out there that are struggling and they're living in their own self-misery. And if we can help you guys get out of that and be truly happy and fulfilled in your life, then we want you to go have that bleed out to other areas of your life and help make this world a better place by being a part of the solution rather than part of the problem. And we appreciate you guys being here. As always, go check out the www.theunfilteredexperience.com. Go check it out. Become a part of the Facebook group. Come and contribute there. We have conversations in there and we would love to hear your ideas of what would you like to see on this show, any particular guests you've seen on other podcasts we would love to entertain them here so thank you guys for being our unfiltered crew and we appreciate it without any further ado scotty introduce our guest for today oh yeah yeah let's do that so um i've had the experience you know chris and i talked about uh chris had the opportunity to go to italy and just see some beautiful parts of europe and my vacation this year which was an adventure vacation all of that um was the maldives and singapore and if you guys remember the show that chris and i talked about our um you know, what we learned on our trips, because that's important for us. I was talking about the beauty of perspective and how sometimes when you go to the other side of the planet and you're listening to how people live, you see some of the things because you're looking in a mirror, looking in people just like you, other humans, but they do things a little differently. And Chris is always saying, you know, if you want a different experience of life, just go, just move just a little bit and just look a little bit over and see if the world feels a little different. So going to the other side of the planet, you, you've got an opportunity to listen to other people's perspectives and see, wait a minute, they're doing that. That's so simple. Why am I doing this? Or why am I doing that? And a lot of it for me is flow. It's yeah. the fluidity. It's like you see people who are really living in flow. And, you know, sometimes we're like, I want to be like that person because they have all this money. I want to be like that person because they're pretty. I want to be like that person because of this, of this, of this. This person seems to encapsulate that flow. And so I met them in the Maldives. And I was sailing. I wanted to get out on a catamaran and do some sailing. Had a beautiful experience sailing down there and just just doing things that were dreamlike to me. But one of the best parts of the experience was one of the friends that I met down there at the uh, sailing school and the you know sailing space in the Maldives. And uh, just an amazing human being. And without further ado, here's my new good friend, V Shark. What's up, V Shark? Welcome to the Unfiltered Experience, brother. How are you doing today? Oh, pretty good. Very good. Very good. It's great to have you here. I'm excited for this conversation. Any friend of Scott's is a friend of mine. So appreciate you being here and looking forward to this conversation. I love it. I love it. 
So I, I want to lead off with a simple question that is what actually made us say that we need to do this? You know, I feel like there's so many of us in the U.S., the Western world, all over that it's all about, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, I've got to do this. When you were explaining what it's like to be somebody who's from the Maldives, it just felt very eloquent and very natural because I feel like you guys are very present and you're just being, you're not always like doing stuff. Sure, you're doing stuff, but it's about the moment. Tell me in general, what's the difference that you see from everybody coming to the Maldives um, you know, their lifestyle or the way they live versus what you guys are doing. Tell us what it's like to be from the Maldives and the way you guys look at life. So for me, the most biggest difference is that everybody in life, their the life moves too fast. Everybody's running around. Everybody doesn't sit down and relax and think about life itself. Uh, us small deviants, our life is in a slow pace. So we just, sometimes we just get to sit down we are very calm people. And to be honest, as I told you, Scott, we are always on uh, island time. So island time means, you know, you are not stressing about your life. You're just being in the moment at that time. And some people, when they, especially they come to Maldives as guests or tourists, they try to do everything they can because they want to do everything they can. They think they need to do everything they can. But that's not true. They need to enjoy it a moment by moment and really feel the experience rather than doing it because you want to do it. That's I, a I, love, I love that response. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say you keyed on something there that, that I would just want to jump into right away. You talked about the word stress. So in your perspective, how do you handle stress? I mean, I love the moment by moment. That's something that I've struggled with for all of my life. And over the last couple of years, I've really just been intentional on being in the moment and handling stress in a different way. But how do you guys handle things when the unexpected stress comes up in your lives? Uh, for me personally, when I do get stressed, I sit down. I normally I sit down at a place which is very common, probably on a sunset or a sunrise, and I think about it. I think about why am I stressing, what's going on, and I try to find solutions to that. And at the end of the day, I realize, look, maybe I need to change this a bit, but at the same time, I cannot change myself just because of this stress because I'm always happy. I need to be happy because if you're alive, you're happy. You don't know how much precious it is to be alive, to be honest. Every day is amazing and you need to make it amazing because, look, you are breathing. You're looking at a beautiful world where there's amazing things to see. Okay? The nature, the people, all these connections. Don't stress. Don't stress. Live your life. Okay? Enjoy it. Because if you think about it, if you are alive and breathing, and if you see everything, then why you need to stress, man? Actually, you don't need to stress at all, to be honest. For me, it's like that. If I stress, I think about all the good things I have in my life, the people I met so far, the things I love, the ocean, the bees, the sand, the sky, the nature, that's all I think about. When I think about I'm alive right now, I have all this good stuff, and there's a lot of people who actually want to live this life that I have the opportunity to live this life. And you need to just think about that. Think about what you have. Don't think about what you want. Just think about what you have at the moment. That's going to make you happy. So that have comment right there, you know, Chris and I preach that all the time. In fact, 
one, the one thing I did make sure I did this morning before I got on this call was I do a little gratitude session with Kim, who you met, my wife. And we just say all the things we're grateful for. And we end with, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for you. Namaste. And we go on with our day. And so one of the things I thought was fantastic, and I mentioned to Chris, when we came off the boat to come into the island in the Maldives, it says no shoes, no news. And, and I love that because one thing I'm assuming that somebody might be listening right now, they're going, well, yeah, it's easy for you to say, you know, you live in the Maldives, you don't have all this stress. But one of the things that I think people miss, and I'm going to use the word exposure in the U.S. and the rest Western world, in many places, we want more and more and more. And every new thing that we acquire or we take on as ours creates exposure. So the more exposure I have, the more opportunity for failure, for issues, for things to go wrong. So I buy a house, I buy a piece of land, I want to buy this, I want to go on vacation, I want to have this meal, I want to go to that restaurant. Something's going to close down, I'm going to have break something in my house. There's going to be more potential for stress. So one of the things that I've noticed in the places that I've been to, and I would say Cambodia, Thailand, Sri Lanka, um, Maldives, Bali, the people there seem to understand the reduction of exposure or minimalist living can really create that. Because you just said, I focus on the sky, I focus on the earth, I focus on nature. So many of us run right through that to go into a brick building and do our jobs and run home and complain we don't have time to see nature. What would you tell people out there right now? And you just actually told me about a new opportunity you have too. But what would you tell people right now that you can find the Maldives anywhere? Because they think you have to go to the Maldives to find peace. I can find peace here in Austin. I love going to the Maldives too, but I can find peace anywhere. How can somebody find the Maldives or that nature or that beauty in the midst of all the exposure they've created? I would say just stop. Okay, stop running. Stop going into this, uh, let's say, a concrete jungle, as we say, mm. in Maldives. Don't go there. Just stop at a moment. Look around. Feel everything. Look what you see. And try to experience that single moment. And then you get to see Maldives. Because Maldives is like that. The whole place is full of nature. But at the same time, if you don't appreciate nature, you will not see even if you are in Maldives. You know what I mean? If you're running around in Maldives, you wouldn't see that. You need to relax. You need to calm down. You need to feel the moment and be in the moment. That's what I'm saying. Right. A lot of people, what happens is, even in Maldives, as a Maldivian, I'm telling you, even in Maldives, a lot of people who live in the city, they're always running around. But in even the city, that has a lot of things, a lot of nature, a lot of things you can actually enjoy. But these people are running. So sometimes you just need to calm down. Okay? Because running is never good for us. Stressing, running, it's not good for us. Because we need to relax. We need to enjoy some moments. We need to love ourselves. And we need to be there. You know, we need to be out there in the real world. If everybody is not in the real world, then nobody is. That's why we say no shoes, no news here, because we don't want people to be always in their form or with the stress. Uh, okay, something's happening in my home, something's happening there, something's happening there. If you think about all these things all the time, it's going to come to you. But if you actually stop and think about yourself for one single moment and think where you are and how beautiful this place is, that's when you actually start to be happy. 
Yeah. It's, I mean, it's really important about letting go and being able to find that place of comfort and everything else. You said something before we went on camera and before we went on air, you talked about something being out of your comfort zone. Talk to us about that because, you know, Scott teaches and we teach the fact that you can look through life through a lens of love or a lens of fear. Talk to us about maybe a particular time in your life where you've been afraid or, or afraid of stepping out of your comfort zone. What was that thought process in your mind to be able to reduce and calm those fears, to be able to see it more out of a lens of love than out of that lens of fear? Mm. So when I first joined hospitality, I was scared because as a kid, I was a very shy person. I couldn't talk like this. I couldn't actually come on camera as well. And I was thinking to myself, you know, I have a lot to share with people. You know, I have a lot to talk about, talk with people, but at the same time, I don't know how to talk. So I accepted this as a challenge. I said, look, if I really wanted to talk to people, this is my best opportunity. I need to work it out. This is going to change and broaden my mind so much. And it's going to change me, but at the same time, it's going to change me for good. And I'll make something out for myself. So I approach it that way. Because sometimes, even though we have an opportunity, we fear it too much. Because it's out of our comfort zone. Because it's something we have never done. So we're like, okay, I might not be good at it. But you wouldn't know if you have never tried it, you know? You have to push through limitations and try it. That's when you actually find out, actually, you can do it. You can do it. That's what I think. That's what I did. So talk about the, the most recent thing, too, because, you know, again, just to tell everybody what you do as a sailing instructor with Club Med and Maldives, what a beautiful job. You know, it's it's there's a lot of work, no doubt. You're working 24-7, but there's so much beauty in it. Tell them about the new opportunity you're going to jump into because you've been in the Maldives, and now you've got something new you're going to do, which is going to be amazing. And you can bring them all these with you. Uh, I'm going to go to Club at Kabira in Japan as a sailing supervisor, which is quite far away from Maldives. And I never walked outside from a country. That's why I said to you guys that it's out from my comfort zone. But I'm actually very excited and very happy to go there because it's going to be something new, something new to learn, a place to learn. I get to meet these all amazing people. So I am quite excited and I, it's going to make me grow more, build myself up more. And that's why I, it's uh, beneficial to me, to myself as well. But also I can share my experience with all these new people, which I'm going to meet in Japan. So what would you tell everybody who's listening right now? You know, because a lot of people have potential opportunities, but we start right off the bat with the I can'ts. Oh, I couldn't go to Japan. Oh, I couldn't do that now. Well, maybe when the kids are grown, well, we can't travel that far. We can't. I listen to every time I bring up something that we do that seems different than others. I hear people, how do you do that? How could you? That, you know, we couldn't do that. How? I mean, what is it that, that makes you excited? Or what can you share with others to say, listen, I'm going to move to another country, have a fully new perspective. Wh what is it that you're doing that makes that seem right? And some people are going to do exactly what I said when they listen to this. They're going to say, I have exposure to this, 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 and this which is all self-created, you can reduce exposure as quickly as you can add exposure. What would you tell people to do to take these jumps so that they can really start living to the fullest and get new perspective? Okay, so it's something which, uh, something which my dad told me, that never put an anchor on a place because it's going to drag you down. Okay? So I always look at things like this. If the sun sets where I am, that's going to be a place where I could live by. So tomorrow, 
maybe in three months I might be in Japan. That's where, going, where the sun is going to set while I'm there. That means it's my home. So that's the perspective I have because my dad told me never to put an anchor anywhere. So I follow this and it has been amazing for me. For me to move from Mali to Club Med, it was a big deal for me because I would be moving away. But at the same time, I thought about these facts and said, well, why not? Why not move around? Why should there be borders? Why should there be anything like that? You know, Because we are living in one planet and if we can travel around, why not? If we can experience other stuff, why not? So that's what I'm going with. Because me, I believe that the whole nation, the whole country, the whole planet itself is just one. We're just one uh, race, Amen. one people. So just be ourselves, you know? Spread love, leave it to everybody. I'm speaking our language, brother. We're speaking our language. I can only imagine you said before about all the different types of people that you've met in the in the travels that you've done. Talk to us about maybe some of the people that you met when they first you fe- first met them and they were like stressed out. They were they were tied to their their egoic state, and then all of a sudden they spent a little time with you, and then all of a sudden they 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 they, they mellowed out. Do you have any particular stories of people that you have met that you've seen where that change or that evolution has happened? I have a lot of stories like that actually. Um... Because I work in hospitality for a long period of time, I met a lot of people. And what I found out is that people who specifically come from very busy cities, they tend to be very stressed out when they come to a place like this. The first day, it's difficult with them. But after a few days when they stay here, that's when you truly see them for themselves because they're always happy, they're enjoying their moment, and they understand it at some point, you know? When you're on a vacation, that's actually when you are truly happy because at that time you forget all your stress. When you actually meet nice people, you are in good company, that's when you actually lose all your stress. But it shouldn't be like that. Even if you walk in a city, even if you are running around all the time, you need to find people who are connected to you and sometimes spend these moments with these loved ones and that's when the stress is gone. Because every day it can be a vacation as long as you have the right people next to you. Oh, so tell us about one specific. I want to hear one like of one of the best stories, like you know, because I only know from my perspective of being there with you. Was there somebody you met, you know, to Chris's point that they walk by like no shoes, no news? Well, well, I can't do that. And then then suddenly by the end they're like no shoes, no news. Yeah. Yeah. About that person specifically, because that was me. You know, I walked in like that. Uh, not here, but back in Malay when I was actually in high school, I met this guy from Nigeria. He came skateboarding uh, at our skate park and he never talks to anybody. He doesn't want to talk to people and he was not that friendly either. But slowly I started to talk to him, talk to him. And then I started to uh, ask him to hang out with us, to have fun. And at some point this guy just glowed. This guy just became free. He became from all, free from all these shackles. He said, you know, ever since I've been in Modis, I've been in Modis for like three weeks, he came for an interview uh, for a soccer team. And he says, ever since I came here, people never talked to me like this. And you're the first person who actually talked to me and approached me like this and trying to hang out with me. It feels like here there's no, nothing that says that there's no, like, there's no racism at all. And people are just people. As I told you, uh, you if you remember correctly, I told you that when I walked into a cafe in Modis, it feels like freedom because everybody is just there enjoying their time. And even men, women, any race, everybody is all together. You know, everybody's doing their own thing, everybody is friendly, everybody is calm. So I think Maldives 
the people itself has an impact around the whole world. Even Club Med. For me, Club Med is the best place to give you an example because in Club Med, we work more than 38, 48 nationalities in a resort and we never have problems and everybody is working together as one family. And to be honest, if we can work like this without any problems, I think the whole world can take an example out from that because this is a lot of races, this is a lot of nations, there's a lot of cultures and if they can come together and make this work, I think the whole world can make it work together. That is so true. That is so true. I just got I just got back from Italy. I was crisscrossing over Italy for 15 days and met a lot of people that were vacationing from different parts of the world. And it was just I've always believed and Scott always believes like, you know, we are more of the same than we are different, no matter if you're tall, short, straight, gay, Republican, Democrat, whatever nationality or, or religion that we are more of the same than we are different. And it reaffirmed that in all the different people that I met in asking us about what's going on in the United States, about the divisiveness and the hate and the stuff that we see in the news. So thank you for sharing that, because actually, to your point, I just watched a great documentary. I can't remember the name of it right now, but I watched it on Netflix yesterday. It was about this guy from Germany who went bike riding all around the world and just went and met all these different cultures. And I get I get the goosebumps. I'll put the link in, in the in the chat after the show's done. Um, and it was just really so inspiring to me. He goes to Iran. He goes to, to, to Turkey. He goes all these different places and everybody welcomes him and offers him a place to uh, to, to stay offers him food you know helps him fix his bicycle and everywhere he goes everybody's just more of the same than it is different and so i appreciate you sharing that with me talk to us about the importance of, of who it is that you hang around with because i'm sure there's some people in your culture or some some people in your in your neighborhood or your society that are negative and perhaps aren't as positive talk to us about how important it is to have a great support system um there's always people who's going to be negative you know and you will feel it there's people who are going to be negative about what you do, people who are going to always judge you. But it doesn't matter because it's not their life, it's your life, right? And there's people who's going to support you throughout your whole life. No matter what you do, they're going to be your pillars. They're going to be people who you can share everything with. They're going to be people who come to you and share stuff as well. So you have to just pick these good people, keep them close. But don't share hate with the other people who are judging you because these people who judge you are going to build you up as well. Take them as a positive thing because the people who are judging you or saying bad things about you, it means that they are doing this out from their own problems because they cannot be what you are today. So they have some problems in their life. Just think about that. Think from their perspective and say, okay, maybe this person wants the same life as me. That's why he's not, he's or he or she is not that happy about it. That's why they're criticizing about me and judging me. So take it as a good thing, as a positive thing, and just go forward, forward. That's it. That's what I think. Because even now, for example, yes, we all work together. We love together. Uh, we all love each other. But at the same time, because I got a promotion, there might be some people I wouldn't know about, but there might be some people who didn't like it. But it's okay. It's okay. They want it. They hate me. But at the end of the day, it's what drives me too because I know okay so now I know okay these people they don't have what I have but at the same time they're sad but it's okay sometimes we just have to take each and everything a little bit positive rather than hating them for that okay and this way actually those people will change as well and become close to you because everybody's hurting at some point everybody's hurting because of some reason but if you treat each and every person right if you treat everybody with love and respect they're gonna treat you back the same way they say that if you you always treat people the way you wanted to be treated 
right? So if I want to be treated with respect and love and uh, stuff like that, I will treat people like the same way. Totally get it. Love so it. here's a question for you. You know, you're speaking about on things that you can control, and Chris and I talk about that as well. You know, one of the, the places that uh, allows you to find peace is doing what's within your control. So one of the things I'd like to hear your perspective on is, you know, you're talking about when people are projecting their stuff on you. So they're saying, oh, well, you didn't deserve the promotion, whatever. What they're really saying is, am I good enough to get the promotion? They're projecting. So yeah, exactly. what can we do? You know, you, Chris, I and every single person who's listening right now or listens, listens in the future. What can we do to watch ourselves before we jump into that space? Because I'll give you an example so people can look at it. Let's say that tomorrow Chris gets a TV deal and he says, hey, I can't do the show anymore. And he's going to make a million dollars. Am I happy for Chris? Am I kind of happy? Or is my first thought, hey, can you bring me with you? Or what am I thinking? And, and here's the thing. My, my first my first side of me is like, dude, that's amazing. I'm so excited. But in all honesty, I might be back in and go, well, what about me? Like, I'm supposed to be there too, right? And so how can we avoid the second part? And why do we want to avoid the second part? Because I think the universe will, will bring Chris there to see how I react and see my behavior. It's probably bringing me with him. But I just need to shut up and just celebrate Chris. And both ways, but it's not easy. What can I do to avoid that? that projection, those initial reactions and control myself to be that observer and stop saying, well, I deserve it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what can I do? Hmm. Uh, what you can do is in that scenario, Scott, I think what you're doing is amazing as well. But when he's moving forward, okay, when he's moving forward, you shouldn't actually think about it. You should say, you should think that this is an amazing opportunity for this person. If I support this person, right? Maybe the next opportunity is gonna be mine. I might be doing, I might be doing this for a while, but at the same time, I might also move forward. Okay? We shouldn't give up on ourselves because sometimes when we see people who are closer to us moving forward, we start to give up. So that's what we shouldn't do. If we do give up, that's when the negative thoughts come. Okay, this guy he may, he moved forward. I'm not able to move forward. Stuff like that. It's because we're starting to give up. We are starting to lose ourselves. Don't lose yourself. Be yourself and be proud of who you are. Be proud of what you do. And that's the only thing you need. Love it. That's right. Mm. So true. I mean, I appreciate that because it really is. It's about identifying, you know, where we are at in our journey. And there's a great video out there by Steve Harvey called Jump. I've recommended a thousand times. And in that video, he says that we're always looking at what everybody else is doing, but we're looking at it from the side of the shore where everything is safe and everybody else already jumped into their experience. They already jumped into the, to the fear of the unknown to go out there and live their life. So they're doing it from a point of safety and security and comfort. So I appreciate you sharing that. One of the things I would love to ask you is, you know, really, as you're thinking about this new adventure that you're going to be going on and the, and the people that you're going to be leaving behind, how do you process that within yourself to go have that new experience and be able to really reframe, you know, that, that fear of leaving what's safe and certain and going into the unknown? What are some things that you do in your mind to kind of set yourself up for success? Okay, so since, since I'm leaving, the first thing I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to try to resolve everything which I have here on this place. So that I can actually go to this place, the next place, the next journey I have, the next adventure. I always look at it as an adventure. So I start from one place to the other. So I'm always having my new adventures. Okay? So before I move on, I try to close this chapter of my life so I can open a new chapter. 
I think that life is like a book where I write my own chapters, mm-hmm. and at some point I have to close it. So before I move on to the new chapter, I try to close all of that, all all of that the last chapter I had. So that's what I do. I sit down. I think about okay, what do I need to amend to? What do I need to work out? What do I need to do to move forward? And then from there on, I start to close slowly this chapter, and then I get to move forward. Because if you don't close chapter, you can never open a new chapter, right? So that's insane advice. And I'm I'm going to guess that right now somebody heard that and said, "Oh, I could never do that." Because that sounds very scary because closing to people, um, I almost feel like people think that all their roots and all their truth lies in yesterday's story. And I want to ask your opinion on this because Chris and I talk about this. I think true empowerment and true enlightenment and true living in the present moment realizes that the this, this story starts now. So... If it, when you close the chapter, that doesn't mean you forget everything that went on or everything that you've done. It's the furthest thing from it. You're not saying that's my only story. I'm starting a new story today. So how do we get people excited about being okay with closing the chapter, loving that chapter, honoring that chapter, and truly embracing the present moment so that you can write a new beautiful story, a new beautiful chapter? Because that could be very scary to many. And I know that you're doing it. I'm doing it. Chris is doing that. What do we tell people to get them to lose the fear and embrace the love to do that? Hmm. That's a very difficult question, actually. <laughs> Good one, Scott. One. <laughs> Curveball. Um, I, think, I think that uh, for me, it would be... It would be appreciating all of these things which happened in this chapter and not think about the negative things which happened in this chapter. Can you speak up just a little bit? Just a little bit. We lost you for a second. So I think that the thing is that I would think about all the positive things which happened in this chapter rather than thinking about the negative stuff and try to close this chapter as a happy thing. You know, like, okay, so this happened, this happened, this happened, but at the same time, it made me who I am today. It made me give this opportunity to move forward. So I need to close this and then move forward. That's uh, that's what I do. So Chris, how do you and, how do you not lose your identity? And I want to throw this over to Chris too. How do you not lose your identity in a space like that? Because so many people attach their identity to the story, and that's why people are afraid to grow. What would you do, Chris, in this space, so that you can move forward, close the chapter, but not lose who Chris really is? Oh, that's a great question. I appreciate you asking that. I was telling this to somebody the other day. We were talking about family members that that they that they were feeling like they needed to wish well. And like you just said so eloquently, you know, the fact that our life is like chapters in a book. And sometimes those chapters come into sections in our book. And I think about the different situations where I've had in my life where I've had to wish my sister well and close a chapter, where I've had to wish one of my best friends well and close that chapter, or when my mom passed away and I had to close that section of my story. I think it's important for us to 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 wish our old selves well in the fact of what it is that we can let go of and and maybe some of the egoic things that we thought were important. And like you were saying, V-Shark, you know, really just settle in and to be comfortable with who we are at our core and be truly authentic and be excited about where that's going to take us and, and what that next evolution is going to be. It's no harm and no fault 
people that, that have been a part of our lives in the past. But for me, I'm excited about who I get to become as I continue to journey, as I continue to be a dad, as I continue to speak, as I continue to put books out and things of that nature. I'm more excited about not really having an overall identity, but just truly just being who Chris is in those moments as he evolves. What about you, Scott? I mean, much the same. I mean, like, I, I want to just get into the present moment every chance I get. Um, I mean, that's the important thing for me. So, you know what? One of the things I wanted to ask you before we take off to uh, B-Shark is you were telling me, you know, the same kind of things when we were there. Like, you don't have to do everything. And that's how I feel, too. But at the same time, like, I, I got to go sailing. I'm in the Maldives. I got to do it. And I made a point to just jump in every day. But I didn't do it to go sailing. I did it to be present in the moment because sitting there letting the wind take you, I mean, it's very simple. You're just holding the rudder. You're just kind of just drifting off and you're like, turn, turn, just chilling and being present with nature. How would you say that, you know, sailing is something that's important to you can help people be in the present moment? And what other things could people find like sailing in their regular life to be in the present moment? We preach meditation, go jogging, play a sport. Sailing was easy to do that. Talk about that. Like for me, sailing is like meditation. You sit down, you're on a boat, there's wind pulling you out. You Either you're all alone or you're with somebody on the boat, but you get this amazing sensation that you have the control. You are free, okay? And you just go anywhere you want. That's, that's how a sailboat works. And that should be how your life should work as well. Same like a sailboat. Now, if you can sail around the whole world on a boat and you say, okay, I can go anywhere with this, the same thing should be done by your life as well. Okay, I can take my life anywhere. I can build this up. And I need to be more calm, more present in my own life. And things like that, it depends on the person. Some people enjoy uh, maybe, let's say, mountain clubbing. I don't know. Some people would enjoy... Uh, extreme sports like maybe uh, motorbikes, cars, but if it gives them some sense of calmness, I think they should do it more often. This way they get the time to think about life. They get the time to actually relax, actually think where they want to go in the future because these things most of the time are their hobbies, but sometimes they need to make it into their professions. If they love something and if they're good at it, they need to do it. There you go. And you know what I love? I love about uh, sailing. The perfect part of that analogy is when we do breath work, we're always talking about breath is source. So breath is God, creator, universe itself. And the beautiful thing about sailing is you're literally allowing source to fuel you because it's breath, it's air, it's wind. So I'm allowing it, to, I'm trusting it. I'm allowing it. I'm respecting it. I'm one with it. But at the end of the day, as long as I trust in it, I move. And there's something amazing about that. So for me, that's why I want to go out every day and do a little of that sailing. So you're always welcome to come back and do more sailing. Uh, on that now. note, I have to uh, quite really go. As Scott knows, I need to do the show tonight. So Absolutely. I need to prepare myself. Uh, it's by a show, by the way, Scott. So if you nice, nice, nice. Yeah, they do a show every night. It's super, super fun. Any last questions, Chris? Chris, real quick. No, man. I uh, just appreciate you being here on the Unfiltered Experience, and I look forward to meeting you one day. Maybe going to Japan and going sailing. But just thank you for sharing your energy and sharing your thoughts and your wisdom. Because what you said today, I really, truly hope that the listeners take to heart and and really find some value into the fact of just being still and being in the moment, and finding those things that bring you joy. So, thank you so much, V Shark, for being with us today. We really appreciate it. 
Of course, you, it's been a pleasure. It's been gonna... a pleasure. And the last note, spread love, be happy, be yourself. All right? Awesome. Amen. Awesome. <laughs> we're going to put you backstage and we're going to finish out the show. But thank you so much, brother. We'll be right with you. Love you, Vishak. Peace. <laughs> Okay, Scott, there we are. The unfiltered experience with V-Shark right from the Maldives. That was such a cool interview. I mean, you just you just met him on this particular vacation, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, you know, like I said, I'm always asking people questions and trying to connect with people that I meet to get different perspectives from people all over the planet. And, and I want to do more of that. I want to do more interviews with people when we see both the commonalities, the slight differences. You know, my thought, and, and I think this might be true, is people are going to go, of course, you're enjoying your life. You're in the Maldives. But he's leaving the Maldives in paradise to go somewhere else and run some, you know, run a uh, sailing facility that's probably going to be, you know, potentially more stressful. But he's doing it to find new perspectives. So exactly that you can bring the energy of the Maldives or what you've learned from there anywhere. And I just want people to start doing that. Go on vacations, not to run away from your life. Go on vacations to find a space where you can go to recall why you're living mm -hmm. and then bring that space back with you. So if you're leaving a vacation saying, damn it, I wish I could stay here forever. That means you haven't received the lesson from the vacation. The, the lesson is come back to presence, come back to oneness and bring that back with you. When we do our Costa Rican um, vacations, you know, our retreats, which we're doing next week, one of the things that I love with those retreats is I do a program the second to last day and it's how do you bring Anamaya with you back into the world? And so I do some breath work, I do some work with them to essentially say, what is it in this present moment that I seem to fail to find in my day-to-day -day life? So I give them a snapshot to encapsulate that moment so they can come back there anytime when they're stressed and reduce that stress. And that's what I see him doing. That's what I think more of us need to do. And that's what I hope the world starts to do, that you can find the beauty in the present moment regardless of where you're at. Yeah, that's so important, Scott. And when I, I think about about what you did here with V Shark, I should have done that when I was on my trip with Italy because I talked to so many different people. I had my mm. phone right there. I should have taken the 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 the, the guy that was the tour guide, the driver, yeah. and and had say, hey, can you spend ten minutes with me talking about what we just talked about and do it on film, and we could have showed the excerpts here. So I'm definitely going to do that because to his point, you know, everywhere I went and I talked to the drivers and I talked to people, I'm like, what do you see out of the people that are coming here to vacation? And they and to your point, Scott, they said, you know, I'm I'm trying to get away from my life for a week. I'm trying to get away from my life for two weeks. And he even said it so eloquently. He's like, people shouldn't have a life that they need to run away from. They should have a life that they're running to. And in that, you know, I asked him, I said, so what are some of those components that you think is important? And he says, well, people are so attached to their things. They're attached to their identity. They're attached to their egos. They're attached to their titles. And even something that I realized in my life so much, even on the trip to Italy, Barb kept asking me like, well, buy yourself something. You know, why don't you get yourself a shot glass? Why don't you get yourself some of this? Why don't you get, and I'm like, I just, it wasn't even a, 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 an afterthought. It was like, I really don't need anything else. I'm having this amazing experience. I got all I need at home. And even to that point, it's like, I sit there and I think about all the stuff that I have and the thought of just being simpler, you know, not having to have so much stuff to take care of and everything else. It's nice and it's appreciative, but at the end of the day, it's about the experience. It's about the moment. It's about what we can remove from our life to be able to see life more clearly and be able to operate in our zone of genius instead of just our, our zone of average or, or good or mediocre. So for me, it's like really about stripping away what's not important, focusing on what is, and really just like retaining my why and knowing every single day why I'm here and why I'm supposed to be enjoying this and how I can be more present and playful for my son and how I can help make other people happy in this world 
world so that we're more connected and not divided like you know the news wants to purport it itself and so i just hope that people from this conversation really just take to heart the fact that if you're in a spot in your life where you're not happy start asking yourselves what things in your life can you remove what things can you what people in your life can you let go and it's not about anger or animosity or anything else it's just about a chapter that's closing and saying hey i wish you well this is important for me and this is the part of my next journey because you should always have a part of your next journey where you're looking to grow and to prosper so i'm just i'm so grateful to have v shark with us and and to be able to share his his perspective which is so beautiful and so eloquent so thank you for bringing him i love it i love it thanks chris and and i'm gonna you know bring back um you know what was it susan marie had said um you know one of our shows one of the things that i think really ties in right here is the analogy that we're all part of the exact same tree of oneness and so we're all born out of the same root system aka god creator universe and that common trunk and where we see the differences in the tribalization whether it's religion whether it's belief systems whatever is the different branches and so the further one of us goes down a branch first of all the branch gets weaker more likely to break and further disconnected from the trunk while you're still in a state of oneness you forget who you are you forget you're the tree you think you're this tail end of the branch with a leaf that's dying or something and so one of the things that i think we all need to remember is when we're having these conversations when you're meeting somebody like v shark the reason that we connect is we're actually speaking from the space of the trunk. So see what that means. Right now, if we know this is oneness, when we're talking, we're both present moment, we're enjoying each other. The exposure creates the distance on the branch, buying too much stuff, because now I'm associated with, oh, look at me, do you like my shirt? Do you like the way I dress? Do you connect with me? Are we in the same tribe? We distance ourselves from the trunk. So to your point of minimalization, I think, and this is nothing more than opinion, but I think the more we minimalize and stop getting stuff to define us or give us an identity or that old story that we're afraid to close that chapter, once we minimalize and say, one and the same, I want to learn about you. Wow, you're amazing. I'm so glad you got the job, regardless of whether I got it. Maybe someday I will. <clears throat> once we get to that point, or if we can keep moving towards that point, we're going to remember the trunk and realize that we're not the branch. And... I think that with travel, with deep connection, with finding oneness where we are in everyday life, we're getting closer and closer to that every minute. And I think it's a beautiful process. And I'm glad to share it with you. Glad to share it with Bashark, Susan, all our guests, all our friends. It's just, it's a beautiful process, even though it's not always perfect. It isn't always perfect, but it's always worth it. That's what I say. Absolutely. Yes, another opportunity for you guys to expand your horizons and become more unfiltered, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate you guys for being here. And as always, don't forget to go to www.theunfilteredexperience.com. Go check us out. Join the Facebook community, like we said before, and connect with us. Let us know what you want to see on these shows, what topics, what guests you want to see on these shows. And we'll continue to come here every single Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and bring you the goods. We appreciate you guys. We love you. Go out there. Be brilliant. Be safe. Scott, you be awesome. And I'll see you soon, brother. Love you. Love you guys.